friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our new season, everyone. It's The Reading Book, here to tell you that today's episode of Reading Book Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers and their hilarious new book, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. It's written by the host of Late Night with Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers! Please help support our sponsors by purchasing this hilarious book with illustrations by Rob Saig at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thanks to Penguin Young Readers for their ongoing support. Oh, hi, reader. It's that time again. A whole new season of Reading Bug Adventures. Written, performed, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. If you love our podcast and want to help us out, Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell at least two of your friends about our podcast and our store. And please consider continuing to support us by shopping with us. At The Reading Bug, our mission is to educate, entertain, and engage children across the globe. And you can help us by purchasing a book subscription for every young reader you know at readingbugbox.com. Our subscription box is completely unique. Each reading bug box is handpicked and personalized to match each child's age, interests, and reading level. And as interests and abilities change, our selections will grow with you. Or you can shop at our store at thereadingbug.com, where we have millions of books available for purchase for children and grown-ups. You can find our latest recommendations, purchase books from your favorite podcast episodes, or even purchase a one-time care package at thereadingbug.com care. Be sure to mention you're a podcast fan, and Lauren and the Reading Bug will include a personal note in your package. Now, before we get started with today's adventure, let me thank a few special friends. A great big hello and thank you to our newest patrons, Alice and Sebastian, Celine, Carolyn from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Grace from Berkeley, California. You're a part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. And thank you to all of our sponsors and to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for our podcast. Okay, reader, are you ready for another adventure with me and the reading bug? Great! Then let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Hi, Reader. Over here. Hello. It's so great to see you. I'm Lauren, and if we haven't met on one of our past adventures, then I'm sure glad to meet you now. I hope you're ready for a really exciting new adventure today. I know I am. I don't know where we'll be going on our adventure, but I do know it will be a whole lot of fun. It always is, isn't it? That's because every time we meet, the reading bug brings her magic book bag along, filled with her favorite books. And when we hop inside, we're transported to whatever time or place is in the book she's been reading. Hey, where do you think we'll be going today, reader? You know, I'm getting a little worried. The reading bug isn't here yet. 
I don't see her anywhere. You haven't seen her, have you, reader? I know we're both excited to go on an adventure today, but without the reading bug in her book bag, I'm afraid we're stuck right here. Lauren, reader, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, there you are, reading bug. I'm so relieved that you made it. I was beginning to get a little worried. It has been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week at the Reading Bug bookstore, and I really wasn't sure that I was going to be able to join you on our adventure today. But then I decided that an adventure with you was just what I needed. So when I saw that you weren't here, I started to worry that we wouldn't be adventuring after all. Oh, Lauren, I'm sorry you were worried. I wouldn't miss an adventure with you. I was just reading a really good book and I lost track of time. I should have known, Bug. But what was it you were saying about the bookstore? That it had been a really bad week? I was just there last week, getting new books for today's adventure, and everything seemed fine. Well, that's because it was. But since your visit, books have been mysteriously disappearing from the bookstore. If we don't have the books people want to read, then our customers get upset and don't buy anything. And if our customers stop buying books, I'm afraid we won't be able to keep the bookstore open. You won't be able to keep my very favorite bookstore open? No, we can't let that happen, Lauren. Don't worry, we're here to help you figure this out, aren't we, reader? It sounds like we have a mystery to solve. We sure do. The mystery of the missing books. Thank you for your help. Maybe we should postpone our adventure and get started on solving this mystery right away. I'm really sorry to have to do this. No, wait. I don't think we should postpone our adventure, Lauren. You don't? But Bug, I'm not sure I'd have any fun adventuring while I'm so worried about the bookstore. I'd like to try to solve this mystery right away. But Lauren, I think that going on our adventure might help us solve the mystery. You do? Hmm. I don't know, Reading Bug. Where are you taking us today? And how would that help us solve the mystery? How about this? I'll tell you the names of some of the books in my book bag, and I'm sure you can figure out where we'll be going, and more importantly, who we'll be meeting today. Who we'll be meeting? Yes. Lauren, reader, listen carefully to the titles of the books in my book bag. In the titles is a hidden message called a cipher for you. Take one word from each book title and you'll be able to decipher or figure out the hidden message about where we're going and who we are going to meet today. A secret code? That sounds fun. Listen closely. Today I packed Sherlock Bones and the Sea Creature Feature by Renee Tremme, The Great Shelby Holmes by Elizabeth Eilberg, Enola Holmes, The Case of the Missing Marquess by Nancy Springer, and Basil of Baker Street by Eve Titus. Can you decipher the secret message and guess what adventure I have planned for us today? That's really tough, Reading Bug, but I'll give it a try. Reader, did you notice that two of the book titles had the word Sherlock in them? That's a pretty unusual name, and I'm guessing that's one of the words in the code. Two more titles have the word Holmes in them, so... Maybe that's another one of the code words. And if you put those two words together, you get Holmes Sherlock or Sherlock Holmes. That must be it. Wasn't Sherlock Holmes a famous detective who lived in London at the beginning of the 20th century? That's right, Lauren. You're getting close. Do you know what the other words in the code are? One of the titles has the word missing in it. The case of the missing Marquess. So the Marquess went missing just like our books have been going missing. Do you think missing could be one of the words in the secret message reader? It is, Lauren. Just one more word to go. So far, you have Sherlock Holmes and missing. What word in the last book title, Basil of Baker Street, 
do you think completes our message? It must be Baker. Reading bug. Are we going to Baker Street in London to meet Sherlock Holmes? Because if we are, he could definitely help us solve the mystery of the missing books. Yes, yes, yes. You deciphered the code, Lauren. Great job. In the stories written by Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes lived at 221B Baker Street in London from 1881 to 1904. So we are heading back in time more than 100 years to visit the greatest detective of all time, Sherlock Holmes. If Sherlock Holmes can't figure out the mystery of the missing books, I don't think anyone can. That sounds like a perfect adventure for today. What are we waiting for? Let's get going. I'm so excited to solve this mystery and get the bookstore back to normal. I'm excited too, Lauren, but aren't you forgetting something? Reader, what's Lauren forgetting? Before we begin our adventure, we need to... Oh, stretch, of course. (laughs) Thanks for the reminder, Bug. Even though we need to get started as soon as we possibly can, we still need to make sure that our bodies are stretched out and ready for the adventure that awaits us. Let's all take a few moments to stretch out together. Go ahead and stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat or tucked into your bed, of course. And wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now... Stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Those stretches made me feel so much better, Lauren. Thanks! Now, are you ready to hop into the book bag and head to Old London to meet Sherlock Holmes? Me too! Just one last thing before we leave, though. Reader, did you remember to bring some paper and crayons with you? On our adventures, we get to be illustrators and draw pictures of all the amazing things we see and do. That way, we can capture the best parts of the story and show them to our friends and family once we're done. That's right, Lauren. We will need pictures to tell our story to our friends, and we will also need them to help solve the mystery. As Sherlock Holmes once said, I don't guess, I observe, and once I observe, I deduce. (laughs) That's great, Bug, but I don't understand. What did Holmes mean? He meant that to solve a crime, we must notice everything that happens around us, and the best way to remember the details that we observe today is to either write them down or draw them. That's why paper and crayons will be even more important on today's adventure than they are on our other adventures. At the end of this part of our adventure, we'll take the time to listen to music and draw pictures of everything we've observed so we don't forget them. If you didn't remember paper and crayons, don't worry. Just pause and get them now. The Reading Bug and I will wait right here for you. Okay, Reading Bug, we're ready to get started. Magic Book Bag Today, let's travel back in history so Sherlock Holmes can help us solve a mystery and stop books from disappearing from our store before the Reading Bug Bookshop loses any more. Reader, look. The Reading Bug is opening her book bag. It's growing bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. And look, there are pictures, lights, and words swirling around in there all from the marvelous mystery books that the reading bug brought with her today. What do you see, reader? I see a busy city full of horses and carriages and smartly dressed men and women. I also see a stone arch bridge 
that leads into the city and another one with a drawbridge between two tall towers stretching across a big river. And over there is a large park with majestic trees, colorful flowers, and winding paths that lead to an enormous palace. That's Buckingham Palace in London, Lauren. The King and the Queen of England live there. And look! I see a tall, thin man with piercing eyes, a thin, hawk-like nose, and a prominent chin. He's wearing a checkered gray tweed cape over a tweed suit and a close-fitting checkered hat with a visor at the front and the back. That must be Sherlock Holmes himself. There are also some strange and interesting words swirling by. Look, deerstalker, swamp adder, crumpet, lampyridae, and palanquin. I wonder what those strange words mean. I think we're going to find out, Lauren. It's time for us to get this adventure started. On the count of three, everyone jump into the book bag with me. Ready? One, two, three, jump! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Wow! Reader, look what's happening! Everything around us is disappearing. The houses, playgrounds, gardens, and streets are fading away as we travel back in time and across the Atlantic Ocean to London. Ahead of us is a group of islands off the coast of a very large continent. Most of the islands are small, and some are even tiny. But there are two big islands. The larger island is made up of England, Wales, and Scotland. The smaller island is Ireland, and the large continent east of the islands is Europe. We're getting closer and closer, approaching that large, busy city we saw in the book bag. It's London. See? There's Buckingham Palace, and the bridges from the book bag, too. They're peeking out above a heavy fog. Or wait, that's not fog, is it, reader? The clouds aren't clean and white at all. They're brown and dirty looking. That's smog, not fog. London was very smoggy a hundred years ago because people burned coal to warm their houses and power their factories. I sure hope the book bag knows where it's taking us. Oof! We're here! We've landed! Now, we need to go find Sherlock Holmes so he can help us solve our mystery. Let's get moving! Follow me out of the book bag, but be very careful. London in the early 1900s was a very busy city. Look, reader, the book bag landed in a pretty residential neighborhood that's lined with row houses. The houses have high-pitched slate roofs, red brick or brown stone walls, and large brick chimneys that extend above the roof lines. Many of the chimneys are pushing gray-brown smoke into the air. This must be Baker Street, because I remember that Sherlock Holmes' house had 17 steps leading up to the front door. And look, the house directly across from us has exactly 17 steps. Oh, you're right, reading bug. 17 steps leading up to the front door. And the address matches too. 221B. What should we do? Think we can just march up the steps and knock on the door to see if Sherlock Holmes is there? I don't see why not. Okay, but be careful. There's lots of carriages in the street. And all the mud and dirt and... Ugh, horse poop. Have made the stone road very slippery. Follow me. What are 
are you waiting for? Knock! I suddenly got very nervous. What if Sherlock Holmes won't help us? What if he... Hello? Who are you and why are you standing at my door without knocking to be let in? I generally don't entertain guests because they interfere with my work and I most definitely did not invite complete strangers to visit with me today. Speak up, Lauren. I promise you that he doesn't bite. Um, hello, Mr. Uh, Detective Holmes. My name is Lauren, and this is the reading bug and our reader friend. Uh, we are- Yes, yes, you are here from a future time, of course. And you have traveled here on some type of magical mode of transportation. Perhaps a flying carpet? No, no, I think it must be a flying bag that belongs to the small talking ladybird perched on your shoulder. Well, yes, that's right. Every single thing you just said is true. But how could you possibly know so much about us? Well, first, it was clear to me that you, complete strangers, were at my door because you know who owns this house, and you are in need of the services of a detective. Perhaps the greatest detective of all time. My name is Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, and it is my business to know what other people don't know. I observe people, places, and events closely. Then I assemble all my observations into several different theories, and I select the one with the likeliest narrative. Lauren, Sherlock Holmes solves mysteries by using a process to develop a theory based on what he has observed. This process is called deductive reasoning. Okay, sure. That makes sense, but I still don't understand what you could have observed that led you to know that we were time travelers, that we've arrived in a book bag. How do you explain that, Detective Holmes? It's elementary, my dear girl. You are wearing strange clothing, not native to this country. In fact, to my knowledge, which is vast, it is not native to any country now or in the past. If that is true, well, then the only reasonable explanation is that you have come from some time in the future. And the book bag? Oh, simple. I saw you arrive. I was looking out my window, contemplating the details of another case, when I saw a large red bag appear across the road, and the two of you climb out of it. When we're on one of our adventures, the people we meet usually don't believe that we're time travelers, at least at first. I thought you were a man of science, Mr. Holmes. How could you so quickly and easily accept that we have traveled through time and space in a magic book bag owned by a talking ladybug? I believe that, although magic is improbable, it is not impossible. After all, you did arrive in a flying bag, and the ladybird on your shoulder can talk. You see, when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. But you are not here to discuss time travel or deductive reasoning, so I suggest we get quickly to the reason for your visit today. You wish me to solve a mystery, is that correct? Yes, it is. I know. You see, sir, I have a bookstore named The Reading Bug, and recently, a number of books have gone missing, vanished without a trace. I'm afraid that if we can't solve this mystery, we may need to close the store for good. We came here today to ask you to help us solve the mystery of the missing books. I see. Is he okay? I don't know. He's just staring at us. Detective Holmes? Yes, I am certain I can assist you. But first, I will need you to provide me with more information. When did you first notice that the books were missing? 
There are so many books in the store that it's hard to know exactly when they started to go missing. But in the last week, the other booksellers and I have noticed that the books seem to be disappearing every day. Were you able to observe whether the books disappeared during the day, when the store is open, or at night, when I assume it is closed? We have noticed that the books are gone sometime after we open the store each morning. I guess that means the books disappear either overnight or sometime early in the morning. Very interesting. And have you noticed any suspicious characters in the bookstore? Now that you mention it, two rather strange people have recently started coming to the store. There's a man who wears a rumpled raincoat, even though it isn't raining. He also wears a baseball cap pulled down over his forehead, thick black framed glasses, and an old green backpack. What I found strange was that even though his raincoat is wrinkled, the boots he wears are always so polished that you can see your face in their reflection. And the bottom part of his pants, which you can see below his raincoat, are always well-pressed. Hmm. Is there anything else you've observed about this man in the rumpled raincoat? He refuses to leave his backpack at the front door, even though there's a sign asking customers to do so, and even after I ask him to check it. We ask people to check their bags to make sure they don't slip a book or two into the bag without paying for them. He usually stays in the store for about an hour, browsing through the books. Is he merely browsing, or has he made any purchases? Until a couple of days ago, he had never purchased anything. But he recently purchased two children's books, Officer Buckle and Gloria by Peggy Rathman, and Chloe Can Be a Police Officer by Shannon Oxier. He also ordered a book on The Art of Public Speaking, and asked us to call him as soon as it arrived, as he needed to read it right away. The book just arrived today, so I asked our manager, Heather, to call him and let him know he could pick up his book. She told me that he said he'd drop by the store before closing time today. Very astute observations. Now, you mentioned that there were two strange customers. That's right. The other suspicious person is a woman who carries a big cloth shopping bag and always has an extremely old inexpensive brownie box camera hanging around her neck. Just like the man in the rumpled raincoat, she, too, refuses to check her bag. And does this woman with the kitschy camera come into your store at a specific time of day? Well, yes. She almost always comes to the store in the late afternoon, and she wanders around taking pictures while we're busy trying to close up. What are the pictures for, I wonder? I asked her once why she was taking so many pictures of the store. She said that she was a photographer for a local newspaper, and the pictures were for a feature article about us. But with an antique children's camera? Exactly. I thought it was pretty fishy. On the day she's visited, we've had a hard time getting her to leave the store. And once, she called me at home after we'd closed the store for the night to tell me she was still inside. When I went back to unlock the door and let her out, she told me she'd fallen asleep in the back of the store which is why she didn't hear us asking customers to leave. I thought that was pretty suspicious, too, because we always look around before we close to make sure that no one is in the store. Your suspicions are warranted, Lauren. You have identified two potential suspects in this caper. We have a caper, there's no doubt about it. Suspicious characters round every bend, elementary, not quite twists and turns, cause our plate, the clues pile up, there's a mystery to solve. A girl with a camera, man with rumpled coat, who is the culprit, who gets your vote? So many clues, none quite so clear, I'll eliminate factors to get to the truth. When one door closes, another one opens. 
follow the clues, we'll figure it out When we put our minds to it and work together We can work it out Without a doubt There is no doubt that this is a tough one They wouldn't need me, could they solve it themselves? We'll find the thieves of the mystery Boom, and we save a bookstore from closing its doors Without my dear Watson, it's not all that simple I spoke with him, constantly working a case But reader, a bug, and Lauren, who sings How can they help with this sort of thing? When one door closes, another one opens Follow the clues, we'll figure it out When we put our minds to it and work together We can work it out Without a doubt Have you noticed anything else unusual? No. Besides the missing books and those two characters, I can't think of anything else. Wait, Lauren. What about the discovery we made in the bookstore that led to our dragon adventure? Oh, sure. Well, that was a pretty long time ago. Tell me. Well, once we found the reading bug in the bookstore under a pile of books about dragons. The books hadn't been there when I left the store the night before. What were you doing under a pile of books? I was urgently trying to find one about a baby dragon. Urgently? Why urgently? Because... When I arrived at the bookstore earlier that morning, I not only found the pile of books, I also discovered a really big sparkly egg with beautiful red, blue, and purple stripes. It was really big, bigger than a watermelon, and I was trying to figure out what to do with it before it hatched. So, you had discovered a dragon egg in the middle of the bookstore among the scattered books on the floor. That's right. But wait, how did you know it was a dragon egg? Dear Bug, it is my business to know what other people do not know. Do you know that the largest eggs in the world are ostrich eggs? Yeah, sure. Maybe. But ostrich eggs are generally about 5.9 inches long and 5.1 inches wide. That's about the size of a small cantaloupe melon, which is much smaller than the average watermelon. Okay. Although I have already deduced that you are from the future and not the past... Even the eggs of sauropods, the largest dinosaurs, were not much larger than ostrich eggs. Therefore, by eliminating the possibility of any eggs larger than those of an ostrich, the only probable eggs left are dragon eggs, because they can be as large as one imagines them to be. And, of course, you told me that the books you found on the floor were about dragons. Amazing. Detective Holmes, have we answered all your questions? I'd really like to solve this mystery and save my store. Just one more question. Do you have any idea how the dragon egg wound up in the store? But I told you that that was a long time ago. The books only began disappearing in the last week. Humor me. We think the egg fell out of one of the books about dragons when they fell off the bookshelf. If you are interested in learning more, you can find our dragon adventure wherever you listen to our podcast. Mr. Holmes, have we answered all your questions now? Can you tell us who or what has been stealing the books from our bookstore? No, I cannot. You can't? Oh, reading bug. Reader, if the world's greatest detective can't solve the mystery of the missing books, then there's no hope at all. I cannot tell you with certainty why your books are vanishing, but I have been able to develop a theory. 
However, it is a mistake to theorize about a solution to a mystery before one has all of the data. Without data, one may twist facts to fit the theory rather than fitting the theory to the facts. I would need to inspect the scene of the crime to confirm my theory. And of course, this is not possible since your bookstore only exists in a future that I am not a part of. That's no help at all, detective. You can't tell me your theory unless you can visit the bookstore, and you can't visit the bookstore because it's in the future. What am I supposed to do? If we keep losing more books, the Reading Bug bookstore may have to go out of business. Think of how many families and children depend on us for the books that they want to read. I can't even imagine a world without the Reading Bug bookstore. <laughs> oh, Lauren, don't cry. I promised I'd help solve this mystery, and I'm certainly not ready to give up now. I have an idea. You do? Yes. We've never taken someone from the past into the future, but we've also never tried. Maybe the magic book bag can take Mr. Holmes back to the future so that he can inspect the scene of the crime. I think it's worth a try, don't you? You're right, Reading Bug. It is worth a try. Detective, I think we might have a solution. If you believe you need to inspect the scene of the crime, what would you say to a trip into the future in our magic book bag? I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave mental exaltation. What does that mean? That means I can think of nothing more exciting than joining you on a trip to the future. The trip to the future may be dangerous if we try to take someone from the past with us. Who knows if the magic in the book bag will be affected in any way by Mr. Holmes' presence, or if bringing someone from the past into the future could somehow change the future in unexpected ways. I suggest that before we embark on this adventure, we should rest briefly. It is approaching three o'clock, which means it is nearly tea time. Please join me for tea and crumpets before we depart. Did you just say tea and trumpets? That doesn't sound very restful. Mr. Holmes said crumpets, Lauren. A crumpet is a round, soft bread that is cooked on a griddle and eaten with hot butter. <laughs> Well, tea and crumpets sounds a lot more appealing than tea and trumpets. <laughs> While Mr. Holmes prepares our tea and crumpets, I'm going to pause our adventure here. And as part one of our Sherlock Holmes adventure closes out, I'll play music while you draw illustrations of our adventures. You might want to draw a picture of Sherlock Holmes in his gray tweed cape and checkered hat, or a picture of the Reading Bug's book bag landing on Baker Street in front of Mr. Holmes' row house, with the 17 steps leading to the front door. Or maybe you want to draw a picture of Buckingham Palace or one of the bridges we saw when we flew over London. Whatever part of our adventure you draw, I'm sure it will be incredible. Thanks for all your hard work as we try to solve the mystery of the missing books. With the help of you and Sherlock Holmes, I'm sure we'll be able to find out what's happened. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you.
Thank you for joining us on our adventure today, and I can't wait to see you next time. If you want to read more about Sherlock Holmes and his adventures while you're waiting for part two of our adventure, or if you want to find out about more of the mystery books that the Reading Bug brought with her in her book bag, you can find all the books in the Reading Bug's book bag at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. I'll play some coloring music for us in just a minute. Thank you so much for joining us on our Sherlock Holmes adventure, and I hope we'll see you next time right back here at 221B Baker Street so that we can help Mr. Holmes solve the mystery of the missing books before it's too late. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers and their hilarious new book, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. It's written by Seth Meyers, who's the host of Late Night with Seth Meyers, and illustrated by Rob Saig. Lauren, Lauren, I have the perfect book for you to start off our new season of adventures. Look, look, look! Slow down, Reading Bug. I'm in the middle of thanking our sponsor, Penguin Young Readers. What's so important? Well, you know how you get scared or worried before we go on some of our most exciting adventures? Well, sure, but sometimes you get scared, too. And in the end, everything always turns out okay. Uh, sure. Well, this new book, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared, is perfect for you. When you're a bear who is easily scared, like the bear in this book, it's hard to have friends. I have friends, Reading Bug. Fortunately, Bear has one, too, Lauren. Rabbit. And Rabbit is very brave. One day, Rabbit urges Bear to face his fears and embark on an adventure together. However, things don't entirely go as planned, and two friends learn the true meaning of bravery. Reading Bug. It's like I'm Bear and you're Rabbit. I love it when I can see myself in a book. That's exactly what I was trying to tell you, Lauren. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Not Scared, You're Scared is written by the host of Late Night with Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers. And it is illustrated by Rob Saik. It's equal parts touching and hilarious and full of adventure. Reading Bug, do you think maybe, just maybe I'll be a bit braver on this adventure after reading this book? I'm sure of it, Lauren. Reader, you can be brave too. You can purchase... I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at TheReadingBug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thanks to Penguin Young Readers for their ongoing support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at Patreon.com slash ReadingBugAdventures. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Diane, John, Jack, and Brandon Savage and Matthew, Jason, Shannon, and Dan Shern. Music is by me and Joe Murphy. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? 
We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.